Hey everyone, welcome back to the 13th Silly Points Podcast. I'm here with Rishi and Lakshya, and we're going to be talking about the third day-night test in, um, uh, in India uh, for the India-England um, series. And uh, yeah, we'll just get on with it, talk about the pitch. Um, obviously, everyone's been talking about that. But that, and then selections for the next match, and just moving on from there. But before we start, I just need to say, what did I say about Joseph Edward Root? This man is a legend. I tell, I'm telling you, he's better than Ashwin. Five for Kaman. Ashwin didn't even do that. Thoughts, guys? Um, um, yeah, uh, it was an interesting test match. Uh, I think after day one, the result was kind of decided because uh, of the position, strong position India was in. And then it seemed like England had lost a, com- a comeback by actually completely cleaning up the rest of the Indian batting lineup. But it seemed to just... Uh, it just seemed to hurry up the result, and we got ended up getting a two-day test match with no teams, only two half centuries in the entire match. Plenty of batsmen getting out in sing, single figures. Joe Root five for eight, Akshay Patel eleven wickets in the match. Um, yeah, one of the shortest test matches in recent times, and uh, a lot more talk about the pitch than the actual result of performances. So, yeah, it was a it was an interesting test match. Bushy, what's your opinion so far on the game? You know, for me, I always think about the one element that surprised the English batsman the most, which is the skid. I think the pink ball's gloss ended up making it so that the balls would skid on a lot faster. And I think the Indian bowlers exploited that to the maximum possible degree, you know. I see a lot of critiques of the English batsmen. Uh, people were saying, you know, they didn't apply themselves, etc. But the problem I have with this is it's not as if every single ball was skidding straight on. Actually, what ended up happening was one ball would turn almost square off the wicket, and then another one would basically skid on and hit your pads. So the question is, how do you play that as a batsman? And England aren't used to it. India are. So they, they know how to adapt quickly. They play deep in their crease or far more forward. England as a team rely a lot more on the sweep shot and on scoring and horizontal bat play. India do not. Yeah. Unless you're Joe Root, you're probably not going to find that much success with horizontal bat play, right? And again, once again, in this test, Root was the only English batsman aside from Crowley who looked comfortable at all in this match. And, and that speaks a lot, I think, because it shows that the English approach to spin is fundamentally a little bit flawed when it comes to adapting when you need to. The Indian batsmen had a much better approach in the second innings, if you notice, Gill and um, Rohit Sharma. In the first innings, yeah, th- there's not much to um, counter the fact that the Indian middle and bottom order had a shocking collapse, but yeah. even then the application that they showed, um, you know, they have a longer tail than England in a sense. Um, and, or sorry, not a longer tail than England, but, uh, this they didn't, this much they didn't cause they fit. Yeah. 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 It's, just, um, it's not accurate to say that they have a longer tail than England, but it's not as if Akshar and Washington are known for their batting. And up until recently, you know, it, it was 
not too far of a shout to say that Jofra Archer was not too bad of a batsman. Stuart Broad had found some batting form again. Jack Leach had scored 92 against Ireland. So it's not as if England walked in here with padded up rabbits from 8 to 11. I don't think the difference in the tails is that much in the middle order. So it's not as if the Indian middle order underperformed the English one. And England... It's not the the tails job score runs. Yeah, it really isn't. In my mind, what happened in this test was quite simple. Um, Pink ball skids on a lot more. England uses this to get in their own heads, end up playing shots that they never should have played, end up trying to sweep balls that belonged to be that that should have been played with a straight bat. And this essentially explains what's happened with England. And now the thing is, I don't expect that to happen in the fourth test because it won't be a day night test, so the ball won't skid as much. You're really putting it on the pink ball because I feel like it has more to do with the pitch rather than the ball. I don't think so. See, the thing with the pitch is I think it's a fine pitch. And I think, obviously, yes, you've got a high degree of friendliness for spin because some balls gripped and turned off the first day. But the fact remains that you can bat on this pitch. Rohit Sharma showed it both innings. Zach Crowley showed it the first innings. Joe Root showed it both innings, too. You can bat on this pitch, and it's not the absolute behemoth that everyone says it is. I mean... Joffrey Archer got beaten in flight. So did Johnny Bairstow. Right? These are not. These are not the minefields of Kanpur. So I'm just gonna. So on my my opinion was okay. So yeah, one thing I agreed in is I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, why can't you blame the pitch when 17 of the wickets that fell were to straight to a ball that was straight?" Uh, if you're saying something like that. You could you either didn't watch the game or you have no idea how to about how batting and spin works, and you just watch the highlights package. Playing the straight ball on, on these wickets is easily the most difficult ball to play. But I think one thing the England and Indian batsmen, the Indian batsmen did not play that well this match. Um, to be honest, so you're I luxury you're lauding the Indian bats how they played spin. I thought some of the applications from the Indian middle order was pretty terrible in the first innings. Oh, I no no no, I didn't say the Indian batsmen played spin well. I said that they didn't play spin worse than England, and that the Indian top order played spin well. Well, one, well, I don't know about that because the quality, the England had to play Ashwin on that wicket and Uksher, who's had years experience, and the way India played Root and Leach, who are not as experienced, you could say the bats, both bats are equally at fault here. Um, I, I think one thing that cricketers sometimes forget is nobody counts in a test match how many times you get beaten, beaten. They only look at how you get out. Sometimes you have to just, if the ball spins so much, you have to let, just accept it's going to beat your bat by a mile. If you get bold by like the beauty that like Rohit got by Leach in the first test, something like that, you just accept it and take that. But playing for a straight, playing for the spin every ball is against quality spinners is never going to work as an option. Leach exploited it, Oxford exploited it, Oxford and Root ended up exploiting it as well. You, both sides really so, just have to let the yeah. ball beat beat the bat. I think I think Nathan Lyon today turned it up mm-hmm. best. Is England lost the second the second their eleven came out when they were they saw the pink ball. They saw the results that their Pacers have had with the pink ball in vastly different conditions, and just assume you guess, we'll run through the we'll run through the Indian team with our with a five man pace a four man pace attack. I think it's very right. Yeah, that, that's what I was just going to say. Was the selection of or dropping of best really necessary in this? I think what dropping England of a was spinner. looking at was the, their nets and or dropping of a yeah. spinner or even correct. Yeah, but I think what they saw in the nets with the pink ball was vastly different to what they came out to. 
um, because that's what I was reading in an article on Creek Info. They were saying that um, in the Nets, uh, obviously all of the Pacers were having much greater success, um, hence why they yeah. dropped Bess. Um, I mean, again, I don't know. Bess has not been... I still well, don't Bess understand why. Ali, Ali was yeah. obviously rotated out, and they replaced him with a Pacer. England, if England... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have it. I know Serge, you would probably agree with me. I don't have the issue of England think Joe Root is a better spinner at the moment than Bess and I want to go with him a second spinner. But then they could have played an extra batsman in place of Archer or Broad, whichever one. Uh, so they clearly misread the pitch. It they honestly their approach to this test match mm-hmm. was and the way that commentators have been talking about this game is very similar to Tim Payne with the GABA. It's like, oh, don't worry, we'll beat you there. England was like, don't worry, we'll wait till the pink ball game. That's when we'll be in play. But Again, India again showed like no, that's not how that's not how it works. A pink ball test in India is not the same as a pink ball test in Adelaide or uh, or in Edgbaston, which is where England have played pink so, ball matches. Rishi, I want to think- counter one thing that you said though. Um, England saying you know oh we'll beat you in the pink ball test that that's right overconfidence and an underestimation of just how they play right. I, I remember seeing a. I think it was a Ben Jones tweet or Dave Tickner about how, you know, showing up for this match, picking Anderson, Broad, and Archer, and then seeing India pick Akshar, Sundar, and Ashwin is essentially like walking into an exam with the wrong cheat sheet. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the point for me remains that I don't think this game was unwinnable for England. And I, I think the fact is. Because they won the toss. Yeah. And I think the fact is, though, that. Yes, pink ball tests differ uh, across countries, but I don't necessarily think that this team selection made it unwinnable. And I don't necessarily think that England lost this match because of that and because they assumed too much. I think what happened with England is, quite frankly, these batsmen are not that good at defending spin. They are fine with attacking spin. But other than Joe Root and Ben Stokes, not a single one of them has a test defense needed against spin. Yeah. Dom Sibley, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dom Sibley was That's the first it. guy who maybe altered his technique to open up towards the leg side. But against Ashwin, that doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like... Right. This is genuinely where I want, I want to see Jennings back in because he is the better player of spin. And I understand we keep talking about it how rotating him in and then having to pull him back out and then changing the team messes with it. But if you want to win a series in India, you I have agree. to play your best team. At, for the I, even like Zach Carley, right? It, like he made a really good 50, but it, it was only because he got to face the pace bowling, right? He didn't really have to, when he, once the spin came on, he, he got out pretty quickly. Right. And then I think what was shocking the most about this. Yeah. I think what was shocking about this thing is I thought we were all saying, oh yeah, Bearshaw coming for his test match because he's the better player spin. I was thinking, oh, India don't, shouldn't have to worry. If Bearshaw comes in and bats at three, they should just unleash their pacers on him because and now Bearshaw, he looked absolutely clueless in both innings against Oxford. That, that was the worst two-ball innings I've ever seen. Come out second ball and swing for a sweep. It shows, first off, it shows he has no trust in his own defense. He has, he has no confidence at all. And second, it shows it shows a lack of mindset and clarity at, at the crease there. I was pretty shocked because Bears is considered to be one of the better players to spin in England. And that is – apparently he has six ducks against India in his last 10 innings. If you remember in the 2018 series, he scored four or five ducks, I believe. Wow. And so, and now he got two more this test match. So it was a pretty shocking match for, for you know, one of England's better batsmen and 
against it. In matches like these, I always wonder, what are the batsmen trying to do? Are you playing the line of the ball or are you playing for the turn? And I think England, the one thing that highlights England's weakness is every single batsman played for the turn. And you can say, oh, well, some balls turn miles. So how do you play the arm ball? And that's correct. It made it tough. But then you ask yourself, if you're trusting your defense, why don't you let the ball beat your bat? No one is a, no one is requiring you to hit the balls that are missing the stumps. Play with a straight bat, trust your defense, play deep in the crease or advance farther forward down the pitch and smother the spin. And then and then maybe see what you get because that's exactly what Kevin Peterson did when he came to India and that's how he played. That's what Alistair yeah. Cook did. That's what Joe Root does. And the fact of the matter is everyone in the England team looks at Joe Root and they see him sweeping the ball and reverse sweeping with impunity. And they think, well, he's playing like that. Why can't I do that? And the fact of the matter is you're not Joe Root and you will not be Joe Root. And if you it try works. to play like that and you're yeah. Dom Sibley, you it will works. absolutely fail. I mean, it works against the lesser spinners. Obviously, it, it's wor- worked enough for them to have won five test matches in a row against Sri Lanka, who spin attack is not at the same strength of India's, but yeah. they're still a pretty dominable force at home, right? Obviously, they've done a lot of damage towards other Cena teams, right? Yeah, but, but Embledeo would approach, be at best India's second spinner, at best. Yeah. And I mean, and they could, I mean, they couldn't play Embledeo either, but obviously it worked enough for Root. It works for a couple other players. I do think I do think in England are missing Ben's, uh, Joss Butler here, at least his batting. Obviously, Folks is a brilliant keeper, but mm-hmm. I, do st- I do still think Butler is, the, is one of the best bats in the off-spin and players in Asia. There's a lot, we could, yeah. I mean, there's a lot we can talk about selection and all. The the selection just showed they missed the pitch, but yeah. The only like, before, if you get yeah. a ball like Sundar got from Joe Root, yeah. you just accept it on this pitch that so you will get a ball like that. But yeah, you have to just tr- let the ball beat your bat. Nobody cares in Test It's not a one day game where dot balls matter, right? But in a Test match, you have the time, especially in this year, three days left. But yeah, it was, but I mean, I do, I do disagree with a lot of the pitch talk i do think both teams batting and spin was not great there we have to acknowledge india's spin play in the last few years this is not the indian team the batting lineup of of tendulkar sewa gangli these guys don't play spin as well as them they negated nathan line very well but i would say that's their first major victory against spin they they didn't play spin well ajinkya hani looked absolutely clueless yet again against spin at home and I think we really need to. I really, really starting to think. Uh, the Hani does not fit into India's best eleven at home at the moment. I'm starting to get sincere belief of that now. He looked all over clue against Jack Leach before he got out to him. He probably, huh? Probably, probably time playing time Jack Leach is not a bad spinner. Who are you playing instead? I mean, I've never thought he's a bad spinner. I've always thought he's, I've been thinking he's England's number one spinner since 2018. Well, by not a bad spinner, I mean that he's quite easily england's best spinner easily the only comparison is maybe moeen ali for wicket taking ali has a much higher average but a very good strike rate leach has a better economy and a similar strike rate and at this point in my mind it's quite clear who's england's number one spinner who's going to be england's number one spinner heading into the ashes yeah i think enough to be a second spinner i really do for england i think i do think yeah i think uh in when India England goes to Australia and when England hosts Test matches home, it will just be the one spinner, Jack Leach. Obviously, which was their formula before Dom Best came in, and he performed decently, and they didn't want to rush Jack Leach in. But yeah, I think he'll definitely be the spinner in in the Ashes and against India at home later. Uh, he's he's. 
I think the thing is he knows how to bowl in these wickets. He's really used to it bowling at Somerset. And it's an underrated skill. People don't understand. It's not easy to just come up on turning wickets and take five wickets all the time. A lot of high-quality overseas spinners have struggled against that. Shane Warren has struggled against, to do that against India, right? So, but Jack has just been bowling extremely well. He made made a lot of the Indian batsmen look pretty clueless. He dismissed Kohli and Rahane. Both, they both were trying to cut a ball, and they expected to turn away from them, cramp them for room. Rahane got LBW, Kohli got bold. So yeah, he used and he uses the skid of the pitch really well, just like Akshar Patel did. Um, what are, what do you guys think about the like pitch? There's been a lot of talk about how um, a pitch like this should not be manufactured or at least put into play. And Ashwin has come out saying it's like the good contest yeah, between bat and I mean, ball. That's what you want, right? This is a good contest, for, and this is this is sided more towards the bowling. Yeah, obviously we don't we want, want a two day test match. That's not what we want. But this is the contest that you want to see, right? You want batters to have a bit more struggle. And how Honestly, India have not produced so pitches like this in a while. Like, the last two test matches have probably been the biggest turning wickets I've seen in India for since 2000, since the Pune test match against Australia where they lost to, to Stephen O'Keefe's 12 wickets. India don't produce turning wickets like this anymore. So to say India's pitch fixing and creating wickets, they're going one on these wickets is absolutely nonsense. They Basketballers are pretty dominant in home conditions as well. I'm okay with seeing this this the picture of this test match. I don't want to see it every test match. I don't want to see a two day test match. But I think I think a lot of the bats do have to look at themselves and how they applied. I think okay. I think it's I think it's pretty ridiculous to say just because Joe Root got five wickets that makes this a bad pitch and it's turning way too much. No, it isn't. Joe Root is allowed to get wickets. He's a quality bowler. We've been seeing the improvement of his bowling in the last two, one one to two years. He has a four for in South African conditions too. That doesn't make that pitch bad. Ashwin scored a hundred. Last test match on a pretty on a wicket that was pretty conducive to spin. That doesn't make it a batting paradise. A tailenders are allowed to score runs. Part timers are allowed to get wickets, and I wouldn't classify Joe to be a part timer. So to hear that argument that oh, Root's a part timer, he got five. It's a bad pitch. It's absolutely terrible and just something that's just not logically backed. Joe Root is a qual. It's a quality spinner, and he he could probably play as a first spinner in many county sides as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. Uh, false talk around how Joe Root's a part-timer and how he doesn't necessarily have, um, you know, the talent to be a spinner at, at the test level um, to play a supporting role to, re- to Leach. And I think that's just frankly wrong. And I think they treat Joe Root as Stephen Smith as a spinner, when the reality is he's much closer to a second spinner than anyone would want to admit. He's He gets good flight. He gets good turn. He gets bounce. He gets drift. He's worked tremendously hard on his bowling over the last few years to the point where Owen Morgan trusts him in ODIs to bowl if they ever need a second option for spin. So, you know, th- this is part of the reason why sometimes they're comfortable just going with Adil Rashid or Moeen Ali instead of both. Because Root, Rashid, yeah. Yeah, Root is just able to fill in as a second spinner. And he's a good spinner. He's a quality bowler. This is something where his expected bowling average per Ben Jones of Crickviz is actually higher than Moeen Ali, is actually lower than Moeen Ali's or Don Bess's. I don't think at this point Joe Root is a worse spinner than Don Bess. I really don't. I think okay. he's better with control. I think he's better with turn. And I'm of the opinion that the notion that Root gets wickets implies it's a bad pitch does a tremendous disservice to the batsmen that do well on the pitch, to the spinners that have been bowling well, 
and to Joe Root himself as a spinner. I, I just don't think this is a very good argument. Okay. But just, okay, I know you're saying Root, you think Root is at the level of Don Best, but Don Best dropping to me is still, I don't know. He's gotten wickets in all the test matches he's played. He's, they've won every test match he has played so far in, in this, this last two months. He's gotten a five, he's got a five forget Sri Lanka. I know he's had tremendous luck. I know he's got well, tremendous luck. Runs. He had one bad innings, okay? I if, When you look at stats-wise, in that fourth innings when Cole, he kept bowling a lot of full tosses, but would you still be dropping a player who's he's averaging 22 23 with the ball? He's also scored runs. Like, do you drop a okay? Like, like yeah, he got a lucky five kick off. Would you drop a batsman if he scored a century, but he got dropped three times in that innings? No, you'd be like, oh, you use you, you rode your wave of luck and end up scoring runs. I don't think I well, it's different for a bowler, right? Because the issue with Don Best was his consi- he didn't have any consistency in the lines. Best linked a lot of pressure. Lot of runs, no one on the, the other end could strong. build. He, he couldn't build any pressure. He'd exactly. release it all. So no one on the other end could pick up as many wickets. Best. And he only took exactly. wickets in the first innings. It's Second it, innings, okay, he, he took, he okay. useless. We, we don't drop a batsman after one bad innings, right? He got, okay, he had one bad. He had one terrible innings where he wasn't able to land the ball. He still got four wickets in the He's He's, been he got four wickets again in the first season of the India. He got Kohli out, Kohli out, Pujara out, Rahane out. These are not just any bats. These are India's main three guns. He's got runs with the bat as well. I'm not saying that he's the best spinner England has, but in Indian conditions, I think you can afford to have him. Obviously, if you play in Australia, you play in England, which they will be later this year, you're not going to pick a spinner who can't land the ball because you're not expecting Don Best to get. You're not expecting him to get wickets. And if he can't give you control, then you won't pick him. But yeah, we have leech for control. Jimmy Anderson in these conditions can bowl ten maidens if he has to. Well, having one wicket-taking bowler who leaks a bit of runs is completely fine. England used other Rashid like this like when they had a three-man spin attack in 2018. They had Ali and Leach control because they're the finger spinners. They let Rashid attack, bowl more googlies. And I I know Don Best is an officer, but. Based on the stats, it doesn't warrant any dropping. One bad so, doesn't warrant anything either. And even though he's had luck, sometimes you create your own luck. And hey, if that luck is working. Why be like, oh, because maybe in the future you're going to be exposed. Why not wait till he's not he's not getting exposed yet? So I don't here's think- my problem with your argument here, right? I think we tend to value results a lot as we should, but. I definitely think that the process is important. And I think what happened was Best got significantly luckier than anyone would realize by looking at his figures. And I think England recognized that he did not really deserve the figures that he got and that his control issues were such that if he was going to have the if he was going to have another test he could he would probably underperform compared to what they wanted and would have ended up getting dumped across the attack because if you can't even land the ball, you're going to end up getting destroyed. And Best needs to work on those consistency issues because he cannot keep giving up full tosses, especially when you're trying to build pressure and smother the batsman. This is the problem with Don Best. Yeah, especially considering especially considering you're putting up 112 so- in the first innings. So you. So need I to agree. Keep the pressure the I agree with what y'all are saying, but listen, listen to what I said. We're playing. This is the England team. They have six bowling options when they play because because of Ben Stokes, right? They always pick five bowlers plus Ben Stokes. You picking Dom Best as one of the two spinners plus Root. 
let's say in this test match, right? You had Dom Best bowling with Jack Leach. Obviously, on this pitch, Archer and Broad were basically useless. So you'd have Best bowling. If Best bowling well and getting wickets, there, it's working. If he's not, you have Jeru to do it to come bowl instead. Jeru would have Jeru would have Jeru yeah. is so there as a batsman. He would easily you could easily take best out of attack. It won't even affect the team combination because you already have six bowlers. That's what I'm saying. In attack where you have five bowlers who do have control, you can have one bowler that is getting wickets. He's getting wickets. He's averaging 22 this this with with the ball in subcontinent conditions. He's won every test match he's played. You can afford to have a bowler like him. When you go to England when and or Australia, when you just have one spinner only. And he all he has to do is do control. Then obviously, yes, I don't think best you're gonna do well here. We're gonna go with our best fit control spinner, which is Leech here. But you can afford this, especially if he has a golden arm, you might as well use it. And it ruins the confidence of a player that yo, I'm still getting results for a team. I've got a five for I got a four for I'm going to Coley out. Why am I being dropped so quickly? They've done the same thing with Moyne LA. They think he's gonna do bad, so they drop him earlier. And now I don't even know what Moyne LA's test career is at right now. Yeah, it's a valid point, but when I'm looking at uh, like a pitch for this or, or what England came out um, for this match for was intending to have more pace bowlers than the seamers or, or than um, spin bowlers, which was the reason Best was dropped. I would you would think that Best would be picked in this case. I was talking before how um, you'd want to have two uh, spinners in this in, in a pitch like this along with Root, um, so that would make sense. It's just if they're coming out with the seamers and it, I don't know. It, yeah. it it just didn't make sense having best in a in a lineup based on their logic. The yeah, plan I mean, on, this yeah, based on their logic, they thought they only need one spinner. So yes, I agree. Yeah, Leach would have been exactly. the first spinner I picked. They weren't thinking of Joe Root bowling and getting five wickets. Yeah, so they, obviously that has to do with England's. Right. And if you, if you're looking for a golden arm based on this, the one game that Moeen Ali played, he had the golden arm. He was oh, the one taking no, no. the wickets. If, and he would still leak runs, and he can bat. So if Moeen Ali's back, and I'd rather take Same. Ali over Best, which is, which is, which just shows you how I mean, bad Best is. If you're taking Moeen Ali as your spinner, not even for a specialist batsman, over Best, that just shows you the options that England has. First of all, and like how, like poor. Yeah, I mean, Best I agree. If Ali, if Ali was, if Ali was uh, eligible to play this match, yes, I would have picked Ali over Best definitely. I, I do agree with everything you guys are saying. I, I do, I do find it. I, I do wonder how a player who is an off spinner for his country struggles with line and length issues. Considering off spin is the easiest type of bowling to deliver, he shouldn't have struggle with this at an international level. And that's something he has to go work on. County cricket. He's always had an issue of being the second spinner at county level too, because he plays in county leech. But he has transferred to Yorkshire, so he should definitely be bowling a lot of overs. Thirty forty. If you're bowling 30, 40 overs for your county. You shouldn't have trouble landing the ball. You that, shouldn't that have happen. trouble landing the ball. I know a lot of spinners will struggle in Indian conditions because of how good the players play, but they don't struggle with landing the ball. Like, that's definitely an issue, like, he should be taken care of because that's something that all spinners don't struggle with line and length after, like, an under-16 level. So, I do wonder about that. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about Jinke Rahane? Um, He's just, it's getting, I think it's, it's getting to a point. He's averaging 26 against spin in India right now. He looked very, very close in the, against Jack Leach in this match. He played like two, three shots that were not on at all before getting out. Is it time? 
Well, we have to look at it relatively, right, compared to all the other batsmen. You can't just make a statement in this match saying he, he, he looked the worst when every he looked the worst. Like off. if you watched it, he looked he looked the worst. I mean, Rohit Sharma also played a pretty bad shot, but he already had sixty runs. Um, hmm. Rahane is, I mean, and I mean, he's this is he got one fifty this innings, five got out five times, uh, once beauty from Jimmy, but four times against three, three four times against spin. It's not. He's not known for his play. He, he's bought in the team as reserved because of his overseas performances. Should India look at a better option, at least at home, or just keep What What options do yeah, they have? We're talking they about have options. Let, we have options. Let's be clear. Talking, they definitely have options. When yeah, Jadeja well, comes okay, back, okay, yeah. it's actually a That's very it. valid question as to whether you want to promote Rishabh Pant to number five, have Jadeja batting at six, Ashwin batting at seven, Akshar batting at eight. Are you losing anything because Jadeja is a better player of spin than Rahane is? You know, this is one of those things where you might want to think outside the box a little bit, right? Like, and what are you losing by what are you gaining by playing Rahane at home? Leadership, experience, etc. Sure, but none of that moves the scoreboard. What moves the scoreboard is runs. Jadeja yeah. can bowl. He has a tight line, and he's a very good batsman now. He's not the batsman of 2014. So Jadeja's just insane. So in my mind, the best switch well, for right now to me right now Jadeja's spot is right now. Similar, but, right? Uh, yeah, right now Jadeja's. I don't think Jadeja's a valid topic here. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is basically fair, that it was after the next test, because we know Rahane is not getting dropped for the next test. After yeah. the next test, when Jadeja comes back healthy in home conditions, that's when you start to have the debate. You know, who do we really want? So I think the problem is you don't want you don't want just force. I know I know Jadeja's batting has gone to a new level in the last two years. His average is insane. Pond is obviously a very good batsman. He can play specialist, but I don't think India would go with the idea of having four specialist batsmen and the keeper and then all unders. But there is an opener, opening batsman whose average is 99 at home right now. He's dropped after a couple test matches. Easily, my other one could be playing at four instead of uh, or it's at five instead of Rahane. He did it for one test match in Australia. Looked decent in one innings as well. I would rather see my other world playing at five than Rahane. I have a lot more confidence against the way he plays spin. And it would just be a good way to give him some – it would be a good confidence booster for him because he didn't really deserve to be dropped. He only had two, bad, two three bad innings. So that's like that's like one solution I short term solution I would see. Oh, uh, when it comes when JJ comes back, yeah, I think in home conditions. The thing is with Akshar Patel, he's never gonna play a test a test match really again if when JJ's fit unless he, they slot him in as a third spinner. So yeah, you can look at a Jadeja Ashwin Akshar as the three spinners having then that actually be quite, that actually be quite solid because then and you could play three fast bowlers and three spinners because the JJ, question comes. Well, no, but you're going to pick Akshar overseas. The question for me comes down to, do you think Jadeja deserves a spot as a batsman? Now, I think he does. I think in India, definitely, he deserves a spot as a batsman. If he's batting at seven, yeah, that's fine. No, even if he's batting at six, even if he's batting at six in India, it's fine. They've done it before. You have Pant batting at five. You got Jadeja batting at six. I'm not not for that. I'm not for having... I'd rather have pick another one more batsman. Why do you punt at five? Like we're getting we're getting we're have four specialist batsmen. I know I know how good Pont and Jadeja are of batsmen, but then you're just you're getting you're just taking out one full batsman. And why would if you are playing three spinners, that means the condition that you don't need three pacers as well. Okay. Well, let me put it to you this way, right? In India, firstly, my opinion is in general, really, you're not trying to you're trying to add value to your team, right? right? Akshar is a better batsman than a number eight. He bats at what number six, number seven for his first class team. He's 
not a bad batsman. He slots in at number eight just fine. Ashwin, to me, is a weaker number seven than I would like. Sure, I understand that. But his batting has seriously turned around since the Australia tour began. And he scored a century in conditions where most of England looked more lost than a kid in a labyrinth. So the, the question for me comes down to then, you know, it's not am I comfortable having Jadeja at six? The question for me is am I comfortable having Ashwin at seven? Because I am more than fine having Jadeja at six. The only qualms I have with picking three spinners is would I be comfortable with Ashwin at seven? And now, now comes your point where you would say, well, India's picking three pacers, right? Why do you need three paces if you're picking three spinners? And that's where I agree. That's where I would say, you know. Might as well pick a specialist batsman, one more batsman. Yes. Then you could think about dropping one of Ishan, Shami, and, well, you're not dropping Bumrah, so really just dropping Shami. You're picking for... two pacers. India will always be rotating their pacers at home. Yeah. Bumrah's not playing the next test match either. So you pick so, two of your pacers. You, have you pick your two, two pacers. Winners. Yeah. And, and you, don't then, need, you don't need a... That's what I'm saying. You don't need... To, we shouldn't consider an idea of Pond 5, Jadeja 6. Pick one more specialist batsman. What I'm saying is that's better than Rahane right now at 5 in Pond 6 because Rahane's not adding value. He's uh, not I, adding I mean, value. I, mean, I agree with that. The com- but, like, I'd rather just replace Rahane with a batsman. And then sure. Jadeja will come... When Jadeja comes in, the salute, then you could do... You could do the five... You could pick five batsmen. Then your keeper, Pond. Three spinners and two pacers. Because if, you if you're picking three spinners, that means you most certainly do not need three pacers. If you're picking three pacers, they you only then you drop Akshar and just play Jadeja Ashwin. And it doesn't need a sixth bowling option, I think, on uh, on home wickets. It's basically my argument here. If you're bringing an Agarwal over Rahane, I seriously don't think that warrants the change. Rahane, he's... Sure, he's in a slump right now. He can come back, right? It's, it's like it's not. Has, we know he's not a slump. His last we know his weakness is against. Him. No one is saying to drop him from the England tour. Just for the record, he plays lateral ball very, very well. He plays lateral movement decently. Okay. He handles pace well, Wait, but he's, he's okay. not. He's he not that well. He didn't do that well in 2018 to say that he's such a good player again in England. My point is, he didn't underperform in 2018 compared to what we'd expect. He was on the better end of it compared to the averages that we saw for the Indian middle order. But my point is more the fact that Rahane's weakness is against spin. We know this. We've known it for a while. Yeah, It's not a slump, yeah. And otherwise, it's not a slump. At some point, you just believe the batsman for what he is. And he's not a bad batsman. Rahane's a class batsman. But he's not the type of batsman you want to be picking in home conditions. Yeah. It's it's kind of like oh um, it's kind of like a few of the English it's like a it's like a rotation with England batsmen like some players are up before this test match we believe Johnny Bairstow was the main player spin but we always agreed that when England goes back home we're going to see a top three of Sibley Burns and Crawley because those three get the most effective results for them at in paceier conditions. But uh, so you're saying have a have a, have have a similar similar role as Bihar play overseas have him slot out as uh, at home yeah right and yeah. I- I'm completely and fine with that. Slot an and then, and then we could also stop hearing the stupid uh, Rahane should be captain argument because there's two, there's at least three other players that are. <laughs> that's just yeah. That's yeah. three other people who are who deserve to be captain. Of it. In fact, in fact, and then in fact, Ashwin should become vice captain too. Like also, that's another thing I believe should happen. Rahane's performances are. are I, I would. Do like you Ashwin bring Prithvi Shaw back into the eleven? That's another question. Prithvi Shaw opening bump Shubman Gill down to number four and or to number five. Let him make a middle order spot for himself. I don't think so. No, my uncle's ahead of Prithvi right now. 
it was a thought in the Indian team initially, to my knowledge, uh, based on the like, reading that before Australia, before Australia, there was a thought in the Indian team that you want to get Shubman Gill in the middle order, let him make that position his own to blood it in. And when goalie leaves, Gill at number four, Shaw at the opening spot with Rohit Sharma. The problem is, and with Mayank Agarwal, the problem is Shaw ended up accidentally destroying his own game with his lack of footwork and his head falling away from his body and his bat leaving such a big gap. So they had to drop him and get his head back in order. Looks to have solved it now in domestic cricket. My question is, if you're going to drop Rahane, who do you want in there? I'm, that's what I'm, I'm saying for now. For now, uh, Mayank is the backup batsman right now in the Indian team, right? When we saw that in the four test, they brought him in when they were missing uh, a couple of sessions batsmen. If they think Rohit and Gil are the opening pair, Mayank comes in at five. If they think Gil should be a middle order, you put Mayank back in the opening slot. He is an opener. He has a very good record for India. He still averages like 48, 47 for India. So Mayank can open with Rohit. And then Gil can go at five. I'm even fine with Mayank and Gil opening Rohit going at five. Whatever India, whatever the batsman prefers to want. It seems like Rohit right now is having the most success. Gil has had a quality start to his career. So I would put Mayank at five at home conditions. And then when India goes to England, you put Rahane at five. Mayank goes back to being the backup or third opener. So I don't think Prithik Shah is in this conversation at all. I mean, main reason, main reason Lakshya brought it up was because of his whatever double century yeah. that's, that's different wrong, wrong so format he does a 50 over format, game though. 50 over game Prithvi Shah gets we could talk about India they could play Prithvi Shah in the ODI, ODIs but we're talking that's a different combo because India is one of the nobody's He's nobody makes the, the Indian team. top three right at the moment in ODI so here's a here here's another question to build on that right um, let's say you're the Indian management and let's say that you're trying to figure out um, you know which of the young batsmen you want to get in to maybe uh, blood into the team other than Shubman Gill and Rishabh Pant have been doing very well. Who is your next pick? If it's Mayank, well, remember, Mayank is already 29. So it's not as if you're going to see too much improvement from him. But so, he's in the prime of his career right now. That That's fair. And, and again, he's, that, done, he's done the hard work in first class career. He's dominated right. for Kanonika for at least six, seven seasons. So like, But what about Vihari? Putting in Vihari at number five might have actually been a better bet if that's what we're going by domestic cricket because Vihari has one of the best domestic records in the game. Um, so you know, Wait, at it, home, yes, at home. Well, yes. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with if because Vihari has not been tested at home yet. If India want to, if India are like frustrated with Rahani's performances, I don't think any of this is happening. Rahani's not being dropped. This is my talk right now, but. If India want to try Vihari at five, that's also a very valid option. It's just he's injured, so I would I didn't bring that. Bring he was that not going to play this series, anyways. Yeah, but he could definitely be given an opportunity at five. His role at the moment has been the extra batsman overseas. I think right now Mayank is ahead of me, ahead of Vihari on the queue right now. I I really feel for Mayank. I don't think he deserved to be dropped. It was just a necessary drop at the time for Australia, and he does average hundred at home. Um. So yeah, I think my uncle will definitely. Uh, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but he's next in line. Yeah, it seems like it seems like Rahane is kind of like undraw. Rahane is the Asad Shafiq of India. Like he's not gonna. He does enough to keep his spot, but he's never gonna astound you. I've never. I can't remember the last time he scored like two set, had a, like an amazing series. I just mm-hmm. he just has an okay series here and there. Overseas, he'll have he'll have that one crucial innings. He did that. In Australia, in MCG, he did that two years ago in all the tours he played. But he never yeah. averaged forty-five plus in any of these series. But 
it does seem like he's just a liability at home. Like he's easily the worst player in the team at the moment. And yeah, I hate saying this about Rahane. I've followed his career for all he's great. He's a great guy, and his captaincy in Australia was honestly brilliant. I know I criticize people saying he should be captain, but his captaincy, him as a captain tech, tactician wise, and his, his leadership was absolutely brilliant. It's just I don't, I just don't think the captain should be someone who's not even one of your best players or someone who's bought. I'm not even sure about half the time. Right. I do think, yeah, I do think Ashwin uh, is a better vice captain option. And I would agree. I, I definitely have Ashwin as vice captain because tactically he's just brilliant. We've seen that. Um, just and he's the best player as a bowler. And yeah, he well, yeah. Right now he is the best player on the team. Hey, the- if you look at who wins the most Test matches for India, it's Ashwin. Yeah. When you look at it, because like obviously Batson, Batson set you up to win Test matches, but bowlers win you Test matches. And Ashwin, nobody has more Man Series mm-hmm. awards in Indian cricket than Ashwin. So he's obviously the biggest match winning team. I think. When, it, when I rank the Indian team players, everyone wants puts the best players, the batsmen. But if you look at it, Ashwin, Kohli, Jadeja will be probably the three best players in this team right now. And I don't see Rahane even making the top okay. six yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. We're talking too much about Indian team selection. It's not really – I don't see it changing much. Uh, Bumrah is obviously out of the next test match. Either Siraj or the other will make, get a chance. Mm-hmm. I think next match, uh, England will definitely – I don't see England – do you see England playing Bairstow again? The way he looked – even though it's just his first test, it's just like he doesn't look confident at all. The way I see it, I you can't bring back Lawrence right now. Um, I feel like the way England's going to go about it, they're they're going to play Bearso again, just to give him another shot. But what I would what, what I would do is considering if if it is a, um, a result of a pink ball um, that whatever spin being heavy and successful, I think they'll play Crawley at three and then bring in Burns to open with Sibley. That's probably the best option that they have right now, seeing how Barrisso is not so, really playing well. Okay. Um, With the England team, I'm so confused. Butler's not in the squad, right? Okay, then Butler's not playing. He's okay, coming back. I guess that's us. I guess yeah, I probably agree. I'm pretty. I'm pretty disappointed with all the post performance. He's such a quality, quality player, but it seems like he doesn't See, have a game that's been. At yeah, the moment. I think. He was he was very indecisive about using his feet. I think that's what the Indian batsman did really well they would approach the ball and attack the ball using their feet and not just sweeping the ball. And the issue with Pope was he was indecisive because he was scared of getting stumped. That was the one issue that he, like, he, was, he was struggling with. So he was never really advancing on the ball, and he would always get trapped in the crease. And, yeah, it just wasn't successful. He, like, in the summer and, like, before the, um, in the England summer, he was one of the top prospects, right? And there's super high hopes, especially oh, for him being I, such a young I think- player. And, I um, think after that South Africa series, because yeah. like he has one of the most insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a quality player of pace. The way he, he the way he played Rabada and Norhia right. and South Africa, he's definitely a high quality player. And like I look, they're the next Ian Bell. They call mm-hmm. him. He averages in England picking batsmen is kind of hard because so many players don't have good averages in county cricket. And this guy averages 59, 58. And I, I was like, this is the next big England yeah. hope. It just seems like he has a weakness and it's clearly spin. And it's like, even the English patients, I remember Yasser Shah, he troubled them a lot with the skidding ball, got him out of LBW and bowled. But it's really, and he's obviously, he's good to the year. But it's pretty disappointing. I really was hoping he would score some runs. It, but he did receive two absolute rippers from Russia. He, he still has, he still yeah, has time. I'm for sure improvement. first series There's, in India, he, it's everyone, obviously, we saw Kohli's exactly. first series in England. We saw Ricky Pawnee's first series in India. Mm-hmm. And he received two quality deliveries. Like that, 
those balls that he got bowled by, they looked like they were going to spin into him a lot. And it made it look like they were a carom ball. It wasn't even a carom ball. It just went straight on. It's just mm. – sometimes you just be like, yo, Austin, you're just a genius, and I can't I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> but, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I mean, especially with the Austin getting Stokes out. Like, Stokes is literally yeah. Austin's baby. Austin <laughs> can do anything. Do you see Cook's him. tweet? It's it, – Cook, Cook tweeted out, no, no, Ushin's 400 wickets, I felt like I was 290 of them. And then everyone, everyone in the comments was like, oh, yeah. yeah, and then Ben Stokes yeah. was another 70 of them. Yeah, it seems like yeah. Ben Stokes yeah. had such a golden running cricket in the last three years. He just he doesn't seem to have much idea. He was looking good in the second innings. Like, 25 on that on that pitch is mm-hmm. like worth a lot more than, a 50, than 50s on others. And it just and he was going having an aggressive approach. But no, I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't feel impressed with the twenty-five though, because there it was all attacking play. There was no solid defense shown. So I, I don't, I'm not that impressed by it. But yeah, twenty-five in terms of the mm. score is pretty. Yeah, cool. I, yeah, I meant by miss up score, but yeah, he does seem to have problems. I mean, right. It's, it's it's difficult, dude. You're a lefty playing on in India against the best off spinner, yeah. and probably in the last since Morley, the best off spinner since Morley. And I don't think there's much debate mm-hmm. about that now after the Australia series. So it's not e- it's not easy at all. Like yeah. he's done, um, this man tortured Sangakara in his last four Test matches to probably the best lefty batsman of all time, mm-hmm. and yeah. best alongside Lara. Don't want someone to call me out on that, but um, mm-hmm. sure, so sure. It's, it's 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 definitely very difficult. Like I, I'm always on this podcast talking about how amazing Ashwin is and. 400 test, 400 wickets. I think one thing we haven't mentioned is I felt really bad. This is one point I felt really bad for his test match. Ishan Sharma. It's just his headline oh, is 100 yeah. tests. He came out, immediately got dumped out. It's not going to be a big yeah. test match for him. His next contribution was hitting his first six mm-hmm. of his test career, but didn't really get to ball, ball at all. But I mean, yeah. but like, it's probably a good testament to his career. He's the ungraded workhorse of Indian cricket. He Obviously, he went through a period where he was honestly one of the not a good bowler, averaged 38, 39, and now that average dipped all the way to 30, low 32. I really hope by the end of his career, he goes below 30 because he's such a quality bowler for India. The ROI on him from 2008 to now took a long time for it to come, but India reaping the rewards now. And it was a really, really happy for him. 100 test match, hopefully, at least like 20, 30 more to go. That's good. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed and um, see you guys on the next one.